Ciao Juventini, Victory Monday, baby, Victory Monday. We love Victory Mondays, and when it comes at the hands of Inter, it is fantastic. I apologize for the delays, everybody, okay? I really, really do, but hold up. Oh, for Christ's sake. For Christ, You know, just... Uh, flooding, man, and everything is wet, and they're... It's a handball. That's what it was. Everything is Stop wet. It. It's not yeah, stopping, man. The tears. The absolute tears. It's insane. You know, everything is just soaked. Yeah. I got my towel here. It's unbelievable. Let's take a look at the tears. Let's see some of these tears right now. Okay, let's pull this up. Oh, a sensational theft. The mafia rules Italian football. Wow. Okay, okay. Ooh, good, clean Juve. So good, so good. Ah, oh, it is so good, Gianni. It really is so good. So, Gianni, so friend good. of the show, by the way. What else we got here? Uh, ooh, Giffy's getting suspended, right? Right? Because all of the video four. evidence and all the pundits talking about the error and not even going to check the monitor after several minutes of VAR looking at the images. Ooh, mm. right? Mm. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. Alessandro. No. You ain't no. right. You ain't no. right. Okay. Oh, yeah. The sensational theft yet again. This is fantastic. Mm. I absolutely yeah. love it. Okay. Um, mm. Inject that shit into my veins, baby. Enter. <laughs> falling and the tears flowing absolutely mm -hmm. love it absolutely love it guys that's probably one of the few times you'll hear me say that i'm fine with us sitting back and doing it because i don't care how and i said that just get the job done get the mm -hmm. job done but it isn't a derby without a little bit of controversy right fellas oh. it was a handball oh. <laughs> It was a handball. I don't want you to grow up. Grow up. <laughs> oh, I love it. Omar? I, I'm psyched, man. I mean, I don't mm -hmm. feel like criticizing anything or anyone. I'm just super hyped. Double on Inter this season. Mm -hmm. uh, we still have to meet those crybabies twice. But yes. all, all the more reason to celebrate. And all I think the there was a stat out there celebrate. that that's the, I don't know if we want to get into it now, but that's the first time Juventus has kept a clean sheet in both games against Inter since? Berto? Since Anthony was 30. 1976. Boom. 1977. Yeah. And that's yeah. a, and never mind, Omar. I'm going to oh, let for that Christ's sake, guys. I'm, I'm so sorry. I'm so <laughs> sorry. It's live. I'm so sorry. It's still going. It's still going. These goddamn Interista. Flood warnings are in effect, everybody, worldwide with these uh, inter-tiers. God damn it. God damn it. Oh, damn, you had me thinking pregame. See, you had me thinking pregame that I was hearing things. But I wasn't. You hearing were hearing things. things. But yes, yes. Okay, the the Interisti. I love it. I love it. Cry. 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 All right. Now. Guess what's in the mug? This game, let's get through it. Let's get through the highlights. Get Let's talk about uh, all the good stuff, okay? So uh, first off, uh, if you're tuning in on your audio outlets, 
head over okay head over to youtube channel that's where all the fun takes place all right subscribe to the channel everybody um else that's here we have super chat enabled if you choose to support the podcast in that manner otherwise check out our merch if you want to grab some new merch okay uh we got a ton of cool designs in there everybody i got uh yeah rocking the uh, 23 24 away kit fellas what do you think this concept based off it's gonna be slightly different what do you guys think about the shirt yeah the kit well come on what do you you like it i love it i love it is there a reason why you got a youth medium nobody just the guns baby that's what happens when you don't order schmedium okay and you just (laughs) actually fill your shirts now let's get to it so Mm -hmm. the lineup tech Mm. Gatti, Bremer, Danilo, Decilio, Fagioli, mm-hmm. Locatelli, Rabio, Kostic, Sule getting the nod, and Vlaovic up top. So Max following up with Gatti again. I didn't have any problems with it. We didn't have any problems with it. Is what it is. And then Sule nope. getting the shout. Interesting. But again, obviously no Chiesa. After what went down in that game, that's probably the only thing that kind of marred the victory. But uh, it shows you why he's not getting more minutes but uh this mm-hmm. lineup i had no issues with it Decilio was one that a lot of fans seem to be clinging on as to why but i said basically to try and neutralize demarco which i actually thought he did a really good job of because demarco wasn't really a factor for inter and you can't really say that this season so i had no problems with the lineup um and you guys we kind of went over it that's a that, that is what it is for line we just needed Sule we- to do his part it was everything we expected, and nothing went down that side. Everything was essentially going on Kostic's side, so our left, their right. Uh, that's right. So, but hey, Sule, I know we're going to get into it, but uh, again, Max got the lineup right, hundred yeah. percent correct. There you go, Omar. Anything to add to that on the lineup? No, no, that's just what we had, basically. Good, mm-hmm. good to roll. Di Maria, Chiesa, obviously. Not starting, but that's okay. So let's get to the highlights. Let's rip through this because uh, mm-hmm. oh, we got to just keep uh, keep getting into it. And obviously, the handball is a controversy and everything. But a couple mm-hmm. minutes in, and uh, Barella getting a hit from range, which was parried away uh, easily by uh, Chesney, um, who I actually thought was uh, was strong in this one uh, when he had to be and everything. So uh, good I would on, say uh, that this because uh, Tech's not going to be our man of the match because we already know that, but. This was probably the most I've seen Tech own his area in a game. That's actually a good shout because I felt that. I actually did feel that. Uh, Anything Omar, did you, you agree with that? His. Yeah, yeah, I can credit that to him. I mean, our guys in the air were just massive. They were first to everything. Mm-hmm. One Lukaku header that went off, I mean, by a mile. Mm-hmm. Besides mm-hmm. that, they dominated. And uh, I will credit it to Tech. Yeah, yeah. Even uh, Lucci agreeing with you, Anth. I'm sure that makes you feel really good now. Because um, <laughs> Lucci, we all, we, we got to make sure Lucci agrees with us. Right? Lucci and I, I are on give, a streak. I got to give him the gears this yesterday. morning. <laughs> now, on a streak, so we're good. So we get that one parried away. Good shout on mm-hmm. Tech. Uh, really owning his area there. Okay, now uh, when you get to 17th minute, this was a nice one too. 
Credit where uh, it's due there by Barella and uh, Lukaku. And this one was uh, stopped by Tech as well. Shot pretty much right, right at him whatnot. But still, he did well in getting the rebound away from the area. So that was the big part of that one. Not necessarily the fact that he stopped it, but they gave, he gave them nothing to have to deal with. His defenders didn't mm -hmm. have to deal with anything. And Inter didn't have another opportunity to strike. It simply just got parried away, which was great. Um, was that basically their best chance? That was, oh that was yeah, that was their that only was big it. chance created was that opportunity. That, that was it. Yeah. yeah. So okay. other than that, they had no big chances created. Obviously they had more opportunities and whatnot, but that was their only big chance created. Yeah. Um, 22nd, so this is, uh, this is obviously fantastic. So the counter uh, led by Rabio and Vlaovic. Ball comes down, obviously, lobbying for handball. Then on the follow-through with Vlaovic, you can see Barella lobbying. But Barella lobbies for everything. So it is what it is. It plays on. Rabio cuts mm -hmm. in, actually stops, finds Kostic. Uh, Dumfries had dropped way too far back. By the time another defender has come in here, Kostic has picked his spot and he threads it beautifully. Onana left standing doing his best Handanovic impersonation and uh, no chance Juve's up 1-0. Hold on. Here we go. Now we get into it, okay? So we got Longest a little bit of a... Uh... Our review ever. Yes. Jeez. So Now, Arbitro Nick coming in here and he says this is nice and cut and dry. So... There was major, obviously, controversy over Rabio and Vlaovic mm -hmm. handling the ball in the buildup. So the nice thing about this is he's going to give us the IFAB kind of parts of it too. So he says, based on the image, the IFAB provides for what part of the arm is considered an offense or not. It looks like the contact of the ball on the arm is right in between. This is on Rabio, by the way. So he's talking about mm -hmm. Rabio. That it even appears to be right in between. Let's say he did contact that, okay? Because that's still in question, okay? Mm -mm. For me, no, if you look not. at the side angle and the trajectory, it doesn't change whatsoever. But let's say he touched it. It's still in between of what they deem fine and not fine. So it's okay, mm -hmm. right? The other thing I think nobody's really factoring, he's moving his arm away from the ball, which is a huge part of the whole thing as well. Because ball to hand is different than hand to ball. And he's actually physically moving his arm away. Now, he continues on, all right? The contact doesn't really help Rabio control the ball, which can be a factor in favor. Mm -hmm. He believes this could easily have been whistled a hand ball if that's what Kifi uh, saw, the referee. The conversation between VAR and the ref is critical here because, again, there are a couple scenarios and he goes through it. One, if Kifi tells VAR that he saw the contact and decided on the field that it hit the part which is not an offense, in that case, it does not result in a clear and obvious error, which is the only thing VAR is mm -hmm. there to do, basically. Okay? So, again, what the ref he was right there. He was right there. Yeah, at and him. what the referee deems, uh, his call on the pitch is still going to trump everything unless they can clearly define. And that's what I was saying okay. on the call too. Uh, on the live watch along, everybody was saying, this is taking way too long. I don't like this. And I said, well, here's the thing. The fact that it's taking longer is actually good for events because it means they can't find that it's a mistake clearly and definitively, right? So yeah, it was exactly that. 
I mean, I got nervous at the beginning, but the longer it went, the safer I felt. Exactly. More confident. Yeah, and the second, uh, the second uh, uh, case that he says is Keefe tells VAR he didn't see any potential handball. In this scenario, VAR can intervene a little bit more easily. The ball did hit. So according to Nick, he says the ball did hit Rabio's arm, and he's calling it supportable. What the referee sees on the field still remains the most powerful component in football. So some argue that was a clear and obvious error, and there are certainly legitimate arguments for it. This play is once again that heartbreak in football where you put several referees in one room and everyone will have a different opinion. It would have been supportable in the end. This was deemed a handball, but letting play go on is also supportable. That's just the Rabio section, okay? Now, we get to Vlaovic, and this one's much shorter, and he says, again, you see the ball touch Vlaovic's arm as he is trying to control the ball. This one is clear on the bicep. It makes contact because um, you even see the kit lift up on his sleeve. Now, he says, Vlaovic first tries to control the ball with his leg and then his chest or the stomach area whatnot before it hits his bicep. His arm is also certainly in a natural position. However, the ball does start to go away from him and the arm does bring the ball back the other way. The natural position of the arm and the clear effort by Vlaovic to control the ball with his leg and chest does not make this a handball. This is once again a decision Kefi has to make on the field, not Mazzolini on the VAR. So there you have it. That's pretty clear for me. It doesn't have to be this big of a controversy because ultimately... Oh, it will be. Oh, of course it will be. And the tears will continue. And I love it. And I love it. Uh, but, uh, hey, that's pretty clear that uh, we're absolutely fine with this moving on. And uh, am I biased? Yes, 100%. 100%. Do I 100%. care even if it were a handball? Absolutely not. Day. Day. Inter. All right. So there you go. Bikram Jeet, 100% correct decision. Let's go. Look Let's at me. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Is what it is, and we move on. One nil lead for Juve. Twenty. I will minute. say, sorry, one second on that goal. Inter fans, when they were getting into it, they were all dumping on Dumfries because he was no idea where he was standing. He was just, he was just a wall in front of his. He keeper. dropped off way too deep, way too deep. Yep. He's yeah. like practically standing right in front of uh, uh, Onana there. Like he's not doing anything on the play. And then after yeah, Rabio controlled it and Vlaovic controlled it, they still had four or five tackles that they could have made. Like, what are we talking about here? Yeah. yeah I, I got to say, I had was a call go against us. Yeah. What's that, Omar? Yeah, I got to say, I was pretty shocked it wasn't called back. You know, at first viewing, mm -hmm. when they stopped and reviewed it, I was shocked they didn't call it back. I mean, if a referee wanted to, he had good reasons to call mm -hmm. it back. But he didn't. On Dumfries, I mean, yeah, he dropped too deep. And I think he blocked Onana's vision. I don't think Onana have seen the ball until it was too late. But that finish by Kostic. Low driven shot to the far post. I mean, even if Onana sees it, I'm not sure he's stopping it. That's class. Oh, yeah. No, that was everything about it was beautiful. And the fact the counter winning the ball in the midfield. Our midfield was tremendous. Yesterday, okay. Yeah. Fajoli, Rabio, Locatelli, all three of them had an absolute game. We get to the 28th minute. Um, 
Kostic crosses this one into Sule, and oh man, going a little bit behind him. He couldn't direct it on goal. He's going to want that one back. He had another mm -hmm. opportunity. You've got to hit the ball in the first half where it falls to him in the area. And oh man, he tries to thread the needle on a pass across, lay it off, and it gets intercepted. Ball, I'm kid. thinking, you have got to have a hit there. But ultimately, I have absolutely no issues with what Sule did in that game. But those are moments again where we continue to tally these up on Juve needing to be much more clinical and mm -hmm. putting teams to the sword because we should have put Inter to the sword yesterday because for all their possession we were the more dangerous side throughout mm -hmm. that game in its entirety it's true that's how it felt that's how it felt that was a game I didn't mind the style we were playing because we were still way more likely to score throughout that game than Inter was. Mm -hmm. I can think of that Barella opportunity. And other than that, one header where our coverage got mixed up and Danilo ended up being on Lukaku rather than Bremer. And Lukaku yeah. got the header going back post. Other than that, and that was in the second half. Other than that, we basically shut them down, neutralized them very well. Okay? And again, you talk about Max's lineups. Dishido no, that, on DeMarco. That header was in the first half. They were both in the first half. Was the Sorry, Lukaku's was in the first half. Yeah. So Lukaku's was in the first half. You're right. Um, mm -hmm. And that was only because the coverage got mixed up. But we'll get to half here. Um, Sule mm -hmm. on a couple moments, he wanted to do better. But overall, that first half, loved it. Gatti gets a yellow card in the first half, and he's playing a very aggressive game. Gatti had a strong, strong game. There were some shouts on the watch along. Get him out at halftime. I said, absolutely not. I would not mess with anything right now. And even if he's on a yellow, um, these are moments where you grow and, uh, my God, man, uh, Gatti was just so strong, but would you have made any changes at half? Well, that's all we're going to stick to at half before we get to full time. Any changes at half? Did you feel any concern about Gatti being on that yellow in this game? No, I no. even felt that the yellow was harsh. I mean, that was a clean yeah. tackle. I get that he did it to, you know, calm things down because it was getting a bit too aggressive on both sides. Just a shame it was on Gatti because that tackle was beautiful. It was clean. He got only the ball, but it is what it is. He didn't get the red, so in hindsight, no issues. Yeah. Yeah. So it was cagey through the first 14, and I thought the ref was being a little whistle-happy, sort of he was calling everything at the beginning, and then this, the second portion of the first half, he was letting them go. I thought he did a good job. I didn't feel there was any reds coming that game. I thought he was – he was going to handle it with yellows. It just had that feeling like he knows well, we, what the game we is. We had to. So, yeah. but at the end, you know what I mean? During the yeah. game, during the yeah. run of play, I, I didn't think he was going to let, you just didn't get that feeling that someone was going to, you know, you get a feeling someone's, someone's getting sent off in this game. I didn't get that that game. I thought this ref yeah. was like, if he was, I thought he was okay in the first half, but he got like it started to get away from him. Like he started mm -hmm. to lose that consistency. In this, in the second half, he had zero consistency whatsoever. It was so uh, lopsided and one-sided in the second half that he lost all consistency, and for me, marred his whole game. Um, if we we're gonna look at it, uh, Larbitro Nick says his thoughts on Kifi. I didn't watch like he didn't watch the game live, but he watched it on replay, and he says what he saw afterwards. Because um, sometimes the emotion, even him, if he's trying to um, judge refs or whatnot in the heat of the moment, it's hard for him. But uh, he said watching it on replay, he had an average game. Uh, this come from Nick. He says the Derby d'Italia is perhaps the most difficult game to referee. 
And mm -hmm. overall, he had uh, control within reason, Nick says it. Um, mm -hmm. And that, I guess you could kind of say, looking back, I guess he, to some degree he had control, but it, towards the end, he definitely lost it because there was no need for what happened at the very end. We'll get to that. Um, oh, we'll but he said that. he seemed inconsistent with some fouls and cards, which likely were given for game management purposes rather mm -hmm. than actually being 100% deserved. And that definitely would put Gatti into that category there that Nick describes perfectly. And he says sometimes that does need to happen. But it did seem that Keefe put himself in that situation by not being consistent, putting himself in a situation where now all of a sudden you're getting cards. So again, great stuff from so, uh, Nick. Love getting his insight on the refereeing and whatnot. But uh, let's get to the second half. But and this, this what do you a, want this, to touch This on? is a good part for this one stat. I know it's a post-game stat, but uh, total fouls. Inter had 18 and Juventus had six. Like you can't, you can't, it can't be like that, right? You got to sort of keep it somewhat even and the one that the i would say the biggest one he missed and we'll get to the one at the end of the game that's something really yeah. different Fajoli broke away and latour clipped his heels that's a yellow card and he yeah. didn't give it so that was one it's like come on man if you got if you're gonna give the one on gut that one is blatant that's the one that's so. only one example too like the, yeah. the 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 problem for me is that you're calling you're calling everything through the back we had three mm -hmm. instances back to back to back that were challenges from behind as we're trying to just hold possession and we didn't get the call. And that was up on the byline, our left flank through Kostic and Rabio. No calls mm -hmm. on three in a row. Comes back down our pitch and the softest foul, I'm telling you, gets called free kick for intern. Danilo goes off and rightfully so. Mm -hmm. Rightfully mm -hmm. so. Because that's just garbage. So he he was definitely definitely losing uh, the mark there towards the end. But uh, is what it is. Digress. Second half, 59th minute. Sule drops it one for uh, Locatelli on a trailing run. He smashes it unfortunately right at uh, Onana. But uh, Juve continuing to at least get opportunities off their moments. Um, we get a little bit further ahead. Uh, Rabio um, drives across that ends up falling for Kostic and he hits it. It deflects and goes over the head of D'Ambrosio and just misses the actual target that would have been in uh, for a second one sealed it. 77th minute, you got Vlaovic running at Inter's defense, plays it over for Chiesa, who has a cross for Loka and fingertips from Onana to kind of stop mm -hmm. that one from uh, getting tapped in there. 85th minute, Inter trying to put a lot of pressure on Juve. This ball falls for Mkhitaryan. He has a shot. It goes um, wide and high, and uh, or sorry, wide. And then 93rd plus three, Mkhitaryan has a volley that goes high. That's probably as close as they were coming. Um, before and we, But before we get to the end of the game, there was another one where it was a three-on-two or two-on-two break and crossed it, switched it. Vlaovic was wide ass open at the back yeah. post, and Darmian slid. And uh, there's and another one though where Vlaovic doesn't even see Fajoli running. Okay, yes, Fajoli's yeah. wide open on the right side. And hey, how did Sule he score that Fajoli? first one? Wide open on the right side, first Fajoli. time he played Inter. Got to see that. But yeah. again, this is something. This is my only mm -hmm. criticism. Juve moving forward is dialing it in and becoming more clinical moving forward and we're gonna have to be in europe in my opinion but mm -hmm. nonetheless we get through at the very end 
the shit housery. Okay, so when we have to talk about a case that come in, felt discomfort immediately had to go out. We get a report from Romeo Gresti. I think we're still waiting for more reports, whatnot, but he just says lingering tendonitis or whatnot. But the Max's words were interesting because he says Chiesa's nervous. So that mm-hmm. plays into the psyche of a player that went through a big Told injury you. and now is super cautious. So it's not just training staff, it's not just coach. Like Chiesa himself is nervous, according to Max, and they're not taking any chances, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. But um, outside of that, the melee at the end, this is just shithousery at its best. Paredes, if there's any contribution he adds, is the shithousery um, kicking through Tonali's feet. And then in this one, getting into it, D'Ambrosio, they both see uh, red. Um, but again, a situation that could easily be avoided. The ref's given so much more. I know that we had a player down for a little period. It might have been Locatelli. I can't remember 100%. And he added some time to the five minutes we had. Uh, but he let it go to almost seven minutes. And he did the same thing in the first half. And you could see what's going on. You don't need to put the players mm-hmm. in a situation where they're hacking at each other's ankle ankles in a corner of a game that's done for an extra minute and a half. You're an idiot. So anyways, that whole melee is from Keefe, again, doing a poor job, in my opinion, of managing the second half of this football game. Guys, no, your thoughts I, on I that melee that, and I everything? Put that on, I put that on the main account. So we won, I think it was three... Throw-ins, so it was definitely it, it was definitely the second one. It's like I was actually yelling at the TV, just blow the whistle, because he threw it right. Quadrado threw it right into the corner to Vlaovic, who's just getting manhandled. I don't know if that was DeVries back there, or whoever that was, but that throw-in should not have happened. He should have walked up, blown the whistle, taken the ball, and then sent the players on their way. Totally on the referee there. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. 100%. Now, what's interesting about all this? We got to play these guys in a couple weeks in the Copa Italia. Yeah, that is going to be, again, barn burner and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But Juventus getting the job done. We head into the break. Got the big win, okay? 1-0 against Inter. Absolutely love it, okay? Absolutely love it. There, there you go. And now we can talk about, and good luck. Um, cause I had to really sit there and think about this for man of the match. Cause you have options. We're going to give you a few. Okay. Mm-hmm. We'll give you a few and we'll see how everybody's feeling out there. But, uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's some options. There's some options. Um, let's kick it off with Locatelli. Locatelli put in an absolute shift. So 90 Unit. minutes, 46 touches, 87% pack, pass accuracy, one shot on target, three for five on ground duels, one clearances, six, some of them crucial, uh, mm-hmm. two block shots, one of them being big, couple tackles, absolute unit for Locatelli. We're going to get back. Uh, obviously, we'll get it. It always to- felt those clearances, it always felt whenever a ball wasn't cleared, like a header from a switch in and it, it fell in the box. It always seemed like number five was there to send it out or carry it away. He was yeah. always there. Now, we're going to keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Costich here. And, of course, you get, uh, oh, my bad. You get, uh, of course, uh, the Anzagi tears there. But 
Kostich, 90 minutes, one goal, the deciding goal, 48 touches, 81% pass uh, accuracy, one key pass, three for seven ground duels, one three clearances, two interceptions, two tackles, an absolute Serbian machine, all right, having Unit. a great game and the game winner. Um, so Kostic will bring you his up. And now, of course, Bremer. Bremer was a beast okay and he was going at it yeah. and uh lukaku was putting everything he had into him and there was a couple moments bremer didn't even budge all right mm-hmm. um let's go 90 minutes uh 10 clearances one block shot one interception dribbled past zero times 28 touches 93 percent pass accuracy and moving the ball and one for one on long ball attempts absolute 100%. Beast, absolute beast in this one. Loved watching him go at it with uh, Lukaku, and of course, uh, we had them get in each other's face a couple times. That's gonna get spicy in the Coppa Italia. Make no mistake about it. So uh, that that was uh, huge from Bremer, and then of course, gotta show some love to Gatti, who had a great shift as well. Ninety minutes, six clearances, block shot, three interceptions, three tackles, four for seven on ground duels. Um, just continuing on from the great match in Germany, guys. Who is your pick for man? Of- is it outside of this because Fajoli was getting some shouts as well and whatnot? So, mm-hmm. uh, who is your choice? Let's kick this one off with Omar. With me. No, yes. I want to go second because mine is going to probably create uh, a little discussion. So, and go first. Yeah. So, oh, man, I thought I had it picked until you've shown the numbers. I'm remembering the game. Um, the, okay. The two guys, like 1A and like 1AA. I, I, I got to go with Locatelli. Just by looking at his jersey, like it was, you could tell that that guy was in the Derby de Italia. Like he was in it every minute of it right so geez there was another guy there i hope somebody picks him but i'm gonna go with locatelli on this one locatelli mm-hmm. yeah um costic and his goal and everything game winner and again just able to put 90 mm-hmm. minutes together over and over and over but uh i gotta go with locatelli locatelli was my man of the match in that one and again i just want to uh point out that uh, he was labeled a flop by many. Uh, he's just, man, he is just climbing that ladder like over and over and over, one rung at a time, getting better and better and better. I've been saying this nonstop. This guy is crucial for us, okay? He is the mm-hmm. glue in that midfield. He led, okay? He led a couple of odd man rushes the opposite direction just from tackles in the center Massive of the pitch. Tackles. Man, and his tackles have been like he's been an absolute animal on 50 50s, and uh, it continued on yesterday. Now we get to Omar's. I just want to say, for the record, I said pregame that that Costich Dumfries matchup was what I would be watching, and Costich proved me right. Yeah, love that kid. Yeah, anyways, Omar, yes, so obviously, you can pick like. I don't know at least five, six guys from the lineup who mm-hmm. have a good claim for men of the match. And sometimes when that's the case, you gotta look beyond that. And I gotta give men of the match to Allegri, who got everything right, got Inter's tactics right, lured them in, lured them to get to give us 
acres of space behind, took advantage of their slow defense and missing Bastoni and Skriniar there. Uh, missing Brozovic wasn't on his game. The Brozio came out from injury. That's why the Shinu maybe had even an easier game. And when everything is clicking, I mean, and you can pick like seven different guys, I got to give it to Allegri on this one. I gave it to him last year in the match against Chelsea where we won. 1-0, which was, again, you couldn't pick anyone specific, but we did win. So, I got to give it to him today. I mean, with all the criticism we gave him, he deserves it for that match. He got everything right, and that's what got us the win. And I will say, um, also, Rabio is a serious contender in this one for man of the match. Fajoli is absolutely mentioned as well. Our midfield was... A force okay so our midfield mm-hmm. did incredible work uh, those guys need uh, some love too and there are, are quite a few in the live chat that actually picked Fajoli as their man of the match and he had a game and when you look at the ratings too they're all very close um, I think it was sevens across the board for the midfield Rabio Locatelli and Fajoli and Kostic ends up getting man of the match on most media outlets and he had a score of around 7-2 and that's with a goal probably getting the edge because of the goal and the decider but uh, the midfield itself was tremendous now we're going to get to uh, some of the fun stuff all of course in the aftermath and whatnot going to remind everybody like the video okay we got 60 here in the live chat let's get at least up to 60 so uh, smash that like button if you're new here subscribe to the channel okay so Omar with talking about uh, Max Allegri and giving Allegri the um man of the match and whatnot absolutely loved his words after okay especially Mm -hmm. when asked about the controversy this answer was amazing simply that essentially getting upset and saying don't make me upset when asked about the rabio handball because he goes when um salernitana debacle happened you guys didn't ask anything about that he's like so ask better questions i absolutely love him coming out and just calling it how it is he further on continued that you know what we didn't complain at juventus we dealt with it like gentlemen and move forward and he and he again a little dig at everybody else and all these goddamn chihuahuas all right well he he brought he brought up another example where when we played inter last year the cameras didn't work he's like you didn't see us complaining about that so yeah exactly Exactly. Um, Yeah, it was just, it's good. I like, again, we've been given lately credit to Max, rightfully so, for how he's dealt with everything that's coming in. I'm not so sure another coach does anywhere near as good after what's gone down with the point deduction and everything. So, Mm -hmm. honestly, credit to him. But he continues right now to say the right things, and I think it's helping spark everything you're seeing in the players. Adrian Rabio having his Uno di Noi moment, of course, uh, clapping in front of the uh, Inter fans and uh, giving them the gears after the loss. Hey, Stick it to my veins, man. Love that shit. Love that shit. Even Sweet Lou from our team had to give Rabio some love for that one, okay? Absolutely love it. Uno di noi moment for Rabio. This game was filled with beautiful moments for Juventus. Now, talk a a bit about uh, Maxer and just going stone cold with his, his answers and everything and continues to set that tone for us going into a big April. We know we go in an international break right now. Um... 
the good if there is good news about what happened in the case if this is probably keeping him away from the azuri side locatelli mm -hmm. not selected for the azuri side he even spoke to that saying that hey yeah i'm upset about it, but is what is shocking that he wouldn't be or whatnot but i'm okay with our guys not going to be okay. honest mm -hmm. yeah yeah absolutely in the march international break i wish no one would go i'm actually very angry that bremer has to go now because marquinhos is injured because he yeah. wasn't supposed to go and even Chiesa's small injury may save us for because mancini would play him and he would start mm -hmm. him for 60 minutes and i don't want that he, yeah. he now has a chance everyone has a chance to regroup and uh, gather their fitness and rest a bit for two weeks and i absolutely hate it if we get another injury now considering our recent trajectory and in a goddamn international break that has nothing to do with anything yeah. is this the nation's league semi-final is this what it is i have no is idea the they play like a million of those a season i have no idea in what they're playing for if you ask me they should postpone all this stuff to the end of the season after the leagues are done and have like sort of a mini tournament of qualifiers it has no business in the middle of the season especially in march i mean oh, who, who gets who gets the shit because of that the big teams who have all their players going to their national duties then you go back and you play against verona who rested for two weeks they have because all their players are shit. It, it's it's not nations league lose. they're playing uh, euro qualifiers so they got euro qualifiers we're qualifiers only that was a beautiful old man rant i could not have ranted any better than that so yeah that, that was oh, uh, I, i'm good, holding you back i'm holding good you old back. man rant uh, <laughs> no, Ant, uh had a good one the other day too but uh it's euro qualifiers but again for us for us um man april's gonna be big we need all our guys fit we know Gosh. that we got uh, sandro Milik coming back miretti will be in the fold he was kept out of the team list uh, yesterday Keen. uh fingers crossed on chiesa Okay, um, but uh, is what it is. Uh, we just got to get fit and go through this clutch, uh, clutch month. April's gonna be crazy. Nine games slated in April. That's intense. That's intense. Now I, I don't know if we want to move too far past the game because I think there's a couple players that we still need to talk about. In that oh, game. I'm there's... getting there. I'm getting there. Are we okay? Yep. Yeah. Sorry. Because in keeping with April and the nine games and everything. Mm -hmm. Now Gatti is a guy I wanted to talk about because. Does he take away minutes from Sandro when Sandro returns based on what he's been doing right now? I think he should, but I also think we shouldn't be, you know, too trigger happy with him. It's two games, two great games. Easy, integrate him. Uh, we've learned recently that when you throw players into the mix and they're not ready or they're having one bad showing, it affects them, especially the young guys. It's his first season. I mean, he was fantastic everything that keeps bonucci out of the lineup i'm fine with but rotation we need all those guys available and we don't need them to drop uh you know in in, in the mental aspect of the game yeah yeah i got this i can't i don't remember how many games he's actually played but i don't remember a bad game from him he's at 620 ish minutes have, now total yeah um get the there's been some Tom questionable questionable right. games uh in there but uh it was nothing he's big in the big games it was nothing he's really good in doom and gloom though like even if yeah. you look at his off performance it was nothing like okay we can't use this guy it was never to that level mm -hmm. um it just showed that 
it is what it is. He's green to uh, Syria and whatnot. But I tell you, these last two performances, incredible. That clearance he made on the low hard cross, that gave me chills, his celebration. Because that was like taking me back to the heyday, man. When he gets up immediately and he's fired up and everybody else feels that energy, that was just a thing of be like... I celebrated Dude. that almost like I celebrated the goal. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah, to I Lucas' point, that. everybody was not good in the Monza game. So he, that's a pass for me. But that clearance there, if you notice, he checked his shoulder three times to see where Lukaku was. There was no way Lukaku was getting to that ball. So that's something that we were missing in the Sampdoria game when we fell asleep and they scored two goals. Guys not checking over their shoulders. And he, Bernard you know, it's it. Not checking over their <laughs> So there you go. The, but uh, no issues with Gatti for me the past two games. Yeah, Zero. The one thing that we have to factor in this about how Max is going to play it out and how Max is going to do is that mm -hmm. Danilo has openly come out and said that he doesn't prefer the left side. And when Gatti's out there, Danilo has to go to the left side. When Sandro's out there, it puts Danilo in his more comfortable spot. And that's something that Max probably would cater to. But again... Yeah. That that and that's just my method of thinking. So people might blow their tops when Sandro comes mm -hmm. in; he's immediately back in it. But if you're looking at it from Max's standpoint, it puts Danilo where he's more comfortable. And now you have two guys in their comfort zone: Sandro left, Danilo right, as opposed to one in their camp comfort zone in Gatti. So it's something that again we don't need to lose or flip our wigs over when it happens, but. I think Gatti yeah. has earned the right for more minutes, but uh, will it be consistent? Yeah. Will he be the main goal? I don't know about that one just in mm. terms of, uh, again, keeping guys in their preferred spots. Yeah, I Homer? I think Gatti has everything to, to, to be good. He needs experience. He needs minutes. He has the physicality. He has the, the, you know, the height. Uh, the tackling, the enthusiasm. I mean, he plays like an old defender. He just came from Serie B. I mean, for God's sakes, give him time to adjust. Uh, with Sandro, I believe it, it will mostly depend on the uh, opponent. I mean, I, I will pose you a question. When we play Sporting, they have, I, I can't remember his name, but their guy on the right is one of the fastest players I have ever seen. Who would you like there, Sandro or Danilo? That's a question for Max. He yeah. has to choose. So we can shift it depending on the opponents we have and where their main threat is, which is a good it's good it's a good thing to have to have that in our arsenal going into matches. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely it is. And uh, again, the more players we have uh, being better, performing better, this is not a thing where we have to have one set like Little just lineup and this is it. It's like you also do have to play that chess game with your opponents. And again, Always. if we start going down the line here, these past set of matches, we've been playing the best we have in a long time and Max has gotten everything right. And when we have struggled, whatever, it's the same issue and that's being clinical in front of goal. And that is not a new problem. That is not a new problem and different set of players, but same thing. That's the last hurdle for this Juve to get over. But Sule, let's talk about Sule. A lot of talk in the chat one. about Sule and his performance. Mm -hmm. Again, a couple of moments there where, yes, he's definitely going to uh, regret um, not firing on one and uh, missing on another. And But ultimately, 
it's a youngster getting a start in a Derby d'Italia. And overall, did he hurt us any? Absolutely not. I can't say he hurt us any whatsoever. He played a role. He played a part. And he did a good job. And he was trying his best. This is where I'll give Inter credit. Because you could see Max wanted to use that role to kind of slow down whoever, uh, most likely Brozovic. Brozovic wasn't set to start and end up uh, starting in that one. But where I give Inter credit is the fact that they did so well at rotating all three of their midfielders to switch who became that quarterback. And Sule ended up not being on the guy that they would use, or if he stayed on and Barella would drop, then you had Chalanoglu dropping whatnot. They did so good at interchanging there that we couldn't necessarily completely rule out that guy because it was constantly changing. But Sule did everything he was asked. And he did a good job and he played a part. And like I said, he didn't hurt us. I had no problem with his performance. If I had to give him a rating, it'd be somewhere around 6.5, to be honest. A half point up from where they start. Your guys' thoughts on Sule? Omer? I think it was good. I think you have to consider that he's a youngster. And that's what you get with youngsters when they suddenly play against Inter away in a packed derby d'Italia. And, you know, we're supposedly competing for the same spots that's a lot to bear and that's his first time you know in this big of an arena and match and he did fine i mean next time he learned to shoot it we saw the same problems with miretti early on against psg when these young guys suddenly find themselves inside the area with acres of space and they have to make a quick decision they're not always you know money on the spot to, to take that shot they're sometimes looking for the other more experienced guys it's fine. They're youngsters. It happens everywhere. They learn from it. I think he, he did well because the midfield behind him was working nonstop and giving him mm -hmm. all the support he needed defensively. He sort of marked Brozovic out of the game. Having said that, if Di Maria was there with that amount of space behind uh, Inter's midfield, I mean, we, we would have had three before halftime. Mm-hmm. That, that was a game for a playmaker in the center to make everything he wanted out of it. And Sule is young. I'm glad we won. I'm glad he went through that and he learned from it. But overall, he had a decent showing. Nothing bad to say about him. Just take the shot. Game. Next time, take the shot. Yeah, he. there was, I think it was pretty early on, he was pinching a little high and the ball got behind him. And Brosovic, you know, took it for 65 yards all the way almost to our final third. That was probably his only major mistake. And you could see him, like he knew right away he, he, he got spun and he was chasing him back. But, you know, he turns 20 on April 15th, I just checked. So he's still 19. Like, for everything that was going on, and Omer, all, all great points, just a kid. He's still just a kid. Got to eat some more panini. Threw him out there in the our biggest match of the year so far, probably. And it was good. You know, he 60 minutes. The kid went 60 minutes toe-to-toe -to -toe against men. You know, it was a he was a boy playing against men yesterday, and I thought he was up for the task. He, yeah. Is he going to earn more minutes over Di Maria for me? No. But, you know, future is bright. I thought it was the same with Omar. I thought it was and a no fear good showing. And deploying him again when need be. And that's ultimately Correct. what it comes down to, is just yeah, not absolutely. being able to, like, not having any fear in releasing when you have to. Um yep. 
obviously comments in here about the midfield and what we're going to end up doing uh, versus Verona and whatnot. Um, Nothing. Same. It, it is what it is. Barnechea end up uh, playing uh, without a problem. Um, now we got comments about uh, Rabio and Rabio has become uh, the king of our midfield. Who will play instead of Rabio against uh, Verona? Obviously, with Rabio um, now going to be uh, off for that one. Barnechea, Locatelli, and Fajoli can get the job done. Um, mm -hmm. it, if you wanted to, you could also go. I would have no fear in going uh, Miretti because he'll be back too and he'll be fit. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, you could go Miretti and Fagioli on both sides of Locatelli if you really wanted to, but Barnechea, Locatelli, Fagioli probably gives you better balance. Um, so I'd probably go that route. But guys, what do you think? Same thing? Yeah, if Miretti is back, I, I would probably go Locatelli, Miretti and uh, Fagioli, but I have no problem deploying Enzo there. The only problem is that Lucatelli is doing so well as defensive midfielder that I almost don't want to push him forward to the Mitsala role. Yeah. Uh, but Berenicea is the only only can play as a, as a, what's the name, a central midfielder, defensive central midfielder. Yeah. So... Either way, it's Verona. I'm glad that those suspensions happened against them and we don't have like a Lazio or something coming up. So good reason to test the youngsters together. Yeah, absolutely. Ant, anything to add? My my only thing is how much how many minutes does Vlaovic get after this? Because this team is going to go as well as Di Maria goes, but we need Vlaovic to fire and we still need him to get that monkey off his back. Like he needed one yesterday, I felt. You know, Milik's back. Keen is back. Back, yeah, yeah. He's when back. I start, so you know, this this international break, while it's good, I think for a lot of guys to get rest and that. Uh, God, I hope no one gets injured over the break. God. Look, I and with Vlaovic too. I mean, we can talk about that a little bit. We got a little bit of time before we get to storm the barn. Jeremiah, I've flagged your storm the barn question. There's no need to uh, keep firing it away. Okay, it's good. I've got you, brother. Now, um, in terms of Vlaovic, is he does he need those goals to necessarily quote unquote be going, or do you feel that he's more like yesterday I felt he was more on his toes and more in tune to that game and really switched on regardless of not getting um, uh, an opportunity to really fall for him or whatnot. There was a cross in from Fajoli after he was sent up the right flank that Kostic mm -hmm. almost got to. Vlaovic almost followed that one in and uh, probably would have banged it home. Dumfries did do well to intervene there, but I feel like even without the goals, I'm starting to see more and more out of him each game and like really dialing things up. What do you guys think about that? Like, does he have to have these goals to necessarily be in there? And he is at least taking a lot of attention. That's a good point because yeah. that was probably his best game without a goal. Yeah. Now, now that you think about it, he did. He he did. He did all great work, and he was getting abused. On some of those balls coming in, he, I'll, I'd like to see the style. How many fouls he drew? Because I think it's zero. I don't mm. think he got any calls. Lorenzo brings yeah, up a good he, point, but though, he because he says yes, he does need the goals because it's consuming him and makes him miss passes like the one to Fajoli where he didn't see. Yeah, I'm strikers not... are selfish, though. Yeah, like I mean, I, I feel like 
a lot of strikers in that opportunity top the area running at the defenders are gonna gonna try and lock up a shot there Mm-hmm. Ah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. If he saw Fajoli, I would think he's feeding that one over there. But I think the second he gets that and they're backing off, he's thinking, I'm going to line one up. And he's on no, his left foot. Yeah. No, you saw him. You saw him. He was angry with himself that he didn't pass it to Fajoli. I mean, he missed him. But that's what you teach your strikers, to look for the goal whenever you have the chance, not look for other players. But he was so angry not because he happened. didn't pass to him, because he didn't see him. Because Fajoli yelled at him yeah. after the play, and then he looks and puts his hands over his head. I don't think he saw him. Otherwise, no, I not would because think... he saw him. He was angry with himself. He didn't see him. Pass it yeah. to him, whatever. Yeah. But he was apologizing. He was like, "I'm sorry, I didn't see you." Yeah. Um, but he did have a good game. Uh, it almost yeah. looks like it's our style of play, like it's directions from Allegri. Vlahovic, you pull these guys out of the center and then cross it to the far post. It almost looks like it because he's never on the right end of the crosses. Maybe it's a game plan. I mean, Benzema does it all the time. Just draws players out to make room for other guys to come in and draw the defenders out. But he did work his ass off in all of our recent games. And it will fall for him. I mean, it was very hard to find a good angle for a shot when you're the main long striker. And he did play with Sule. I mean, these guys didn't play a whole lot together. if Di Maria was there, someone who can put a pass exactly where you want him to put it, it, it would have been there. I believe he would have found a goal. But nevertheless, it's a win. They both did great, I believe. And it was a team effort. Sule and Vlahovic are part of the team effort. There's no denying that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's the thing is that the effort's there. Everybody, it's time to get your Storm the Barn questions in, okay? Um, so now's the time. Get your Storm the Barn questions in. I am going to kick one off. Storm the Barn, baby. Now, let's get to it. I'm going to ask you guys a question. We hit stride Mm -hmm. earlier on in the season, right before the World Cup break. Okay? Mm -hmm. And now, obviously, we're on a good little uh, run. Hit another break, international break. Now, Euro qualifiers. Does this break come at the perfect time? Or do you wish there was no break? and we keep moving on, what would you rather right now in this moment? Knowing everything we know, knowing Chiesa can get fit now, Mancini obviously keeping him away from national side, Milik Miretti coming back, do you like the break, or would you rather us continue on through it? Omar? I, I would rather we continue with no break, push two of those games that we have in April into March to you know give some more spacing, I mean, that's the reason we have nine games in one month, which is not ideal at any level. Um, so, yeah, 100%. I mean, World Cup was, first of all, a longer break, a much longer break. Second of all, World Cup drains everything out of you. you know, fit, uh, fitness-wise and mentality-wise, it's different than just a regular qualifiers international break. So I, I just don't like it. I wish they postponed it till the end of the season. There you go. Ant, what are your thoughts on the break? I agree with Omar in the sense that, you know, it our, it packs up our schedule for April. But in this instant, it couldn't come at a better time. Chiesa, Meretti, Sandro, Milik, right? Keane coming off suspension. Locatelli needs a break. You know, Danilo, Kostic, goddamn, I still think he does drugs. Because, you know, all these guys, to give them – I know they may be going to their national teams, Costage might be, but two-week break, perfect time. 
unfortunate that it packs up our April schedule, but couldn't come at a better time for, for us fitness wise. Yeah. I mean, naturally when you're in rhythm and things are clicking, you just want to keep it rolling. But right now um, we have the potential to come back being fully fit other than, uh, but now even the rumors on Pogba suggest that uh, potentially after the break, like we have Mm -hmm. the potential to come back fully fit for the first Mm -hmm. time this season. Period. What has never happened? April. It never happened. So like, <laughs> no peri- like period, no just no. fully fit. That's pretty Hopefully. big. So uh, again, if we would have played through this, you factor in some suspensions, some guys that need a break or whatnot um, and aren't going to be on international duty. This is uh, actually probably one where I'm against the grain where I actually like the break right now for Juventus, regardless of what it does in April. I usually don't like the breaks when a team's in rhythm and whatnot, but right now I think it's uh, it's good for us. It's good for us. We're going to keep uh, Storm the Barn rolling, okay? Um, what Jeremiah is it? Was... 10 wins? 10 wins, a draw, and a loss in our last 12? Yeah, yeah. And uh, again, when you go to the goals, um, like we're just behind Napoli by three, four goals, like total since mm-hmm. uh, 2023, like at the start of the year, it, it's it's crazy because it doesn't feel that way. But let's get to the storm barn. Jeremiah, can we talk about Fajoli? Well, we have. Sure. Yeah, I mean, but sure. Ever since the kid debuted back in October, we started turning things around. He's our X factor. Everybody else started playing better. Not a coincidence. So... Again, this has been a question. Factor. This has been a something Jeremiah's brought up mm-hmm. repeatedly on Fajoli. Hey, not taking anything away from Fajoli, but I'm not so sure it's X factor worthy. Okay, and that's not mm-hmm. a knock to Fajoli, but what it does is make the midfield as a group balanced and make sense. Okay, um, the other guys playing well, well. You can also see how it affects the others when Locatelli's not in there. It's different. It's different. They each affect each other in different ways. If you pull Rabio out of that, it affects mm-hmm. them as well. They all bring something. It's about the balance in the midfield for me. I think it's too soon to call Fajoli like an X factor, but make no mistake about it. He's playing great football and he helps mm-hmm. his team. A lot, but that's my thoughts. It's more about the unit than it is the individuals for Juventus. Um, Omar and Omar, yeah, as far as X factors go, I would probably give it to Bremer at the moment, which really mm-hmm. makes a difference when he's there and not there. But Jolie is just something we, we didn't have for a long time. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a modern midfielder. He has the engine, he has the technique, he has the vision, he has the, the hunger and the grinta. And we didn't have that every midfielder you go through that we had. I mean, Arthur, Bentancourt, they all have parts of it, but not the whole package. McKenny. So kind of, McKenny, whoever, I mean, we just didn't have that sort of complete guy that has all the traits and can even get better. So he kind of filled the spot that we were missing for a long time. And that spot enables the other guys around him to do better. I mean, even Quadrado looks better when he's playing because he helps him a lot uh, on the right side. So, I mean, he was sort of a missing piece. I won't call it an X factor, 
and but wonder how how our season would have gone if we started him from the beginning of the season and yeah not only uh, the exact same we were we were a hot mess at the beginning of the year uh i'm not going to add a perfect answer from from omer there i agree with everything x factor i think i think Locatelli's that guy i think more of the whole unit the whole team falls apart when Locatelli's not in there bremer's a good show too but for me things don't look the same as a group when Locatelli's not there. Yeah. But let's just be happy. I don't think anyone's going to disagree. Great, with the, this is a great, pro, like, yeah. it's not even a problem. Like, this Wonderful is great problem. that we have uh, multiple players on. But again, X factors, I, I think right now, a little bit of a stretch there. And again, uh, Omar brought up great points about, you know, the comparison and modern midfield and whatnot mm-hmm. and just helping everybody. But yeah, um, let's just be pumped that that's how it's working out right so now for, for Jolie and, and everybody, to be honest. But Bremer, uh, Omar calls Bremer the X factor, and I would say it's tough to disagree on that one. Tough to disagree on mm-hmm. that one. Keep the Storm the Barn questions coming in. We'll see how much time we can uh, fit in here for them. Remo coming in here with these one Based on the performance and results of the game, would you change anything or stick with the same game plan for the Coppa Italia match? So that's interesting. And uh, will Milik be back for that game? Milik should be back in um, for mm-hmm. those. And this is interesting. Do you keep everything the same when you play them again or do you make some uh, changes? I think other than personnel, which obviously, again, talking about Sule and not to knock him or anything, but if Di Maria is full go, Di Maria is starting that game for me with, without a doubt, right? So what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I think I've said it every show since January. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Three, five, two, until the season's over. Do not change it. Everybody has played it in it. Everybody has essentially played in it with any combination of players. So everyone's comfortable with each other, no matter who we're slotting in. Just don't change a goddamn thing. Inter got one a, big chance created that whole game. We we had them frustrated. Mm-hmm. They were settling for crosses into the area, and Bremer was chewing them up and spitting them right back out. Um, there's nothing to change, I think. Like, you continue to fluster them and force them to find uh, the breakthrough and whatnot. I would like us to see... I'd like to see us control a bit more play. Maybe not, like, drop off so much in terms of possession. Um, But again, if we're able to uh, create that much, that dangerously, whatnot, that easily, Mm -hmm. maybe just maybe that same game plan is just fine. But Omar, what do you think? I think it comes down to who will be available for Inter because they were missing some of their key guys here and the rest are just misfiring but that defensive unit with Brozovic and Bastoni in it is completely different so we'll have to wait and see but as far as formation goes keep it exactly the same I mean Di Maria for Sule yeah but keep it exactly the same as far as our approach do we fall back do we attack more do we try to control the ball depending on who's available for us and for them so I don't have a clear answer yet we have to wait and see after the international break they could yeah, also for... have a worse lineup than they had with more injuries. Yeah. And it's two games, it's 180 minutes. You, being good for 180 minutes is harder than 90 minutes. And you kind of see more flaws in, over two leg, two-legged games than one-legged games. So Max will have to manage both games and not think about only one. 
the one at home would, would be super crucial because we show that we can lock it down when we need to. And we need to keep that for the away game. Yeah. Well, we're we're gonna have a completely we could have a completely different team too, or you know, four different yeah. players in there. So we're gonna have yeah. a lot of players back. Uh, yeah. Quick one on that. Oh, we'll get to this. Tech should sit in a second. Um, do away goals are they still a thing in Coppa Italia? I think we should know that. I feel like we should know because no, it's think... not in European football. But did they keep that for Coppa Italia? No, I think they took it out. I think it lingered for one more year after they made that call, and then they canceled it. I think I don't. Okay. You know, don't hang on my words, but I think that's the case now. Okay, if someone can check that, it'd be good. But when it comes to tech and pitting, for me, tech is not immune to the fact that if he if it's his turn to sit, he sits. Pedin coming in, one A, one B. Yeah. Right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, Pedin's play much. with everybody I, at the back. I have no problems with goalkeeper. The goalkeeper discussion, like for me, nope. it's fine. Yesterday though, I will say and we all talked about it earlier on, you could see the difference in tech and commanding the area and stuff like that. I need that mm-hmm. like all the time, way more consistently. That's been my only kind of criticism of him is just at times he doesn't seem like he controls the area yesterday. I need to see it like that all the way through. That would be my only knock on him, but it's good stuff. Mm -hmm. Now, Luca comes in here. This one's for Tony. How much percentage does Max get yesterday? Up to 45%. Well, Omar made him the man of the match, Luca. Wait, and now you're asking this for Storm the Barn? Come on. The rest of the class is on page 52. (laughs) Catch up, (laughs) goddammit. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? And what percentage? That's a... That's a big jump for Luca, though. He was he was riding about thirty three percent on average for Luca all year. Uh, well, yeah, he got again. He got his tactics right. He got his personnel right. I would put more of that game on the players. The players were up for that game. They didn't. Okay, his tactics had them sort of sitting back and counterattacking, but there wasn't one. Even when Paredes came in, there wasn't one player in that field that wasn't ready to punch in a guy in the mouth who was wearing a black and blue jersey. Not a single one of them. And that's what you want to see in the derby. Yeah. Well said. Yeah, I mean, as far as derbies well go, that was a classic derby mm-hmm. with the right intensity, the right aggression. I mean, the, we saw in a few years back, I mean, it wasn't there. Just the, the commitment that you had yesterday was missing for a long time. And obviously the stats speak to it of how we approach big games and the amount of big games we lost. If we play with this attitude in every big game, I mean, it can go either way, no matter who the team is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, who is your favorite player this season? Anthony, who's your favorite player this season? Uh, as, as a youngster, born and bred as a center back, it's hard for me. And then, you know, in later years, you kind of grew, grew into a striker. But, you know, it's in my blood, man. Bremer, for me, has been an absolute unit case had some bad games here and there, but for me, Danilo, man, he's had a good, but for me, it's been, it's been Bremer. I enjoy his whole game entirely. Love it. So for me, he's been my favorite player. I wouldn't say he's been our best player consistently, but he's been my favorite player. There you go. So Bremer for Anth. Omar, Mm -hmm. who's your favorite player this season? It's really hard to choose. I mean, the three Mm -hmm. guys that are up there are Bremer, obviously, even four guys, then Danilo, and I would add Lucatelli and Kostic. I think my if I narrow it down to two, it will probably be Danilo and Kostic. Interesting. But I think, Kost, but I think Kostic edges it out for me. 
I mean, he's been exactly what we needed and what we expected from the stats prior to the season. Exactly. When we all looked at what he can add to the team. He gave that and more. I mean, yeah. he, mm -hmm. he gave us something we were sorely missing, which is flank, game through the flanks. We just didn't have it. So mm -hmm. he's my favorite this season. Yeah. Interesting. Me, you know, much like thinking about this like Ant, uh, midfielder. You're a big softie. Okay. Midfielder <laughs> through and through. And um, I've seen a big shift in what he's doing, not just on the pitch, but even off the pitch. Uh, but the leadership, big, big, big step. Locatelli for me has been uh, my favorite to watch throughout this season and grow. Bremer, Kostic, Danilo, um, all oh, of those guys for me, it's very, very hard. Like we're talking a close, close separation. But for me, uh, it's just Loka. Loka's been my guy and I've been fucking screaming from the hilltops when people were calling him a flop and everything like to just calm down. He he's been he's been my favorite. Um, I since his since his wife had had the baby, I think there was now again. This is just speculation. We don't know, but we think that there was maybe some issues. Remember, he took some time off at the beginning of the year. He took personal there was something time right going, around. Yeah, all that there was going. something going on there. But since she had the kid, this this guy's been a completely different human being. Yeah, he's been on he's the been field. a monster. But uh, again. Yeah. Bremer, Kostic, some that are shouting Fajoli in the light. Absolutely, Fajoli sure. could be your favorite player this and season. And even throw Di Maria in there easily. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy. You could throw Di Maria. <laughs> like I mean, hey, there's no wrong answer here. It's just uh, preference and whatnot. For me, you know, I, I just I see him as the glue, and I'm seeing huge strides in the leadership portion. Bikram G. Will you bench Vlaovic if his form doesn't improve once Milik and Keane are available? For me. It's simple. We can't. You you simply can't. And you're going to need to use all these guys. And at times, you're going to have to play two of them. The nice thing about Milik is he suits that second role in support of either one of those guys. Mm -hmm. So, no, I don't think there's anything. And also, that's not going to... It, it depends what we consider form. And that's why we were talking about it earlier. He may not have the goals to pay off for, but his play exactly. is actually shifting. Is exactly that's the case. I don't think his form is bad per se. I think his goal his goal scoring form might not be up there yet, but as far as you know, commitment and the way he plays, and you know the the, the fight he puts throughout games, I mean he's doing it all. He's doing everything right at the moment. In the past, I don't know month maybe since he came, not since he came back, but in the past month. And just keep it up. The goals will come. I don't think his form is that bad as the stats suggest. Yeah. Okay. For me, the when we've seen Milik at his best, well, Di Maria, but it's when, uh, sorry, when we've seen Vlavic at his best, it's with Milik, right? He's yeah. doing all that sort of dirty work. Now, I'd like to see more of that. I'll even go so far as to say I'd rather see Sule beside Vlaovic before Keane beside Vlaovic. Yeah. Sule yesterday was in the right position every time he had to be somewhere. He made the right runs. He was in the right position. He just, okay, he didn't shoot or he didn't, you know, he missed the pass or, or whatnot. But he did not put a foot wrong yesterday as a 19-year-old. Okay, he's a little bit smaller. He was getting bullied, blah, blah, blah. Okay. But – he was always, always, always in the right spot. Keen has never 
I wouldn't say never, sorry, Keen is in the right spot less times than Sule was yesterday. I'd yeah. rather see Sule beside Vlaovic. Yeah, yeah, and I, think I, we're and all I gotta add the same, same boat when it came comes to Keen. The makeshift striker. He I did. mean, he didn't yeah. plan on being the, the first, Correct. the main guy. And mm -hmm. if you start benching uh, uh, Vlahovic, I mean, he's out the door in the summer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, Juventus, now 41 points till we get back, uh, rightfully, what's ours, of course. But 41 points, seven points away from Milan in fourth place. That's 27 games played, obviously. Crazy. 11 games remaining. Is that not wild? Is that not wild? Yeah. Absolutely okay, what? Wild. How are you guys feeling about those fifteen points coming back? I was at zero percent like a month. They're coming. Ago. Back. I was like, no chance. Coming back. You're a hundred percent confident. How long have I been saying the only case that worries me is the salary one? And even our logic yeah. makes sense that it should not be a sporting matter. However, this is Italy. We're talking hundred percent. That is the thing. These original fifteen points. Ninety percent. These original fifteen points are coming back. Everybody, they're coming back. Now, I'm 90% confident. I want to ask you guys a question. This is kind of our wrap-up storm the barn thing because I want to ask you guys. Mm -hmm. If, like, it's, it's just so strange, but did these points being deducted, and I know it's hard to think about it in this manner, but without these points being deducted, would we have had a worse season than what we're actually doing now? Did that force Max... To kind of come out of his comfort zone, which we've kind of seen in terms of true faith, okay, true faith in young players, benching guys, including one that was brought in by him, personally handpicked in Paredes, and obviously, however he landed on Fajoli, he went away from it once, but he never did it really in terms of doing it again, going away from Fajoli. Did that 15 points kind of force Max out of his comfort zone and actually bring back a little bit of the Max of old that we used to like in terms of the fire that he carried in pressers um, and now really making that stand? And did it help force this identity that we're trying to go back to, which is essentially us against the world? You, you, yeah, want, me, I, you I, want me to start? Okay, go ahead, Omri. Yeah, think about this one. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Start uh no to the point that it forced him to play the young players i think injuries forced that so i'll give him like not no credit but he was forced to play the young players because of you know um people's uh players was it how they were showing they weren't playing very well so it was forced to play like fajoli just he earned that spot you know and suli had to come in because of injuries it's hard to say that the negative 15 didn't unify the group, right? And it didn't uh, uh, give Max like a bigger voice, especially after November. I want to say no. I want to say we would have been in the same spot. But man, that was a big catalyst for Max and everyone to sort of rally around. And, you know, they, they circled the wagons. And geez, it I forced say us no, into I, this unity and this bond yes, that the team it seems really did. to share right now. It really did, yeah. I want to say it wouldn't have made a difference, but I, yeah. It's weird. I think, it's I weird think, to think about now. If yeah. you go back, if we would have just continued on, say we didn't, you know, weren't deducted 15 points, whatnot, if we would have just, I, I don't know. It's a weird one to think about. Omar, what do you think about it? We have a saying here that says, 
when the water is boiling, the sausages start floating. Okay, that's a pretty loose trans- translation, but it basically means yeah. when things get tough, then some people, you know, some people have to step up. And mm-hmm. I think that's what happened. I think this deduction sort of unified the team. It took a while, but also Max. And yes, I agree. He had to change a bit of his approach. He had to realize that what he's doing isn't working and the team is not a team and he got to start doing better with them. And he has the tools. We, we know and we see now that he had the tools all along, but it took a while. So I'm agreeing with you. I, I, I really believe that deduction may have been sort of a blessing in, in disguise, even if we get the points back. Now, having said that, the other teams in the league have dropped the ball massively. They took zero advantage of Juve dropping points. Zero. Inter are nine losses this season. I think they had like four last year. That's massive. I think they've had eight the past two years. It was something like eight the past two years. Now, I will add to one thing. Uh, Damn, I had a point. Oh, um, with the minus 15 and the way this team's playing, every single team, I'd say besides Napoli, above us is looking over their shoulder at us. Right? They're like, oh, they're done and dusted. And Max has done a good job of turning this team around and basically saying, we're coming for seventh, we're coming for sixth, now we're coming for fifth. And I, I'm i almost scared for the opponents. I don't want to give a shit about them, but I'm almost scared for them. If we get the 15 points back, what we're going to do for the remainder of this year and in the next season. Yeah, it really uh, just shifts the tide of everything, uh, those 15 mm-hmm. points. But then, of course, we still have the salary one. There's a long way to go. Max is mm-hmm. uh, reiterating everything I've been saying is one step at a time, one game, one game at a time. time. This one was an absolute beauty. Live chat, you guys were fantastic. Anthony, Omar, always great when we take down Inter. Omar, let's get this. You got one more? I, I have two more, but we can narrow it down to one. First of all, mm-hmm. all the Conte talks after his recent antics. I mean, that's a hard no from everyone right now on Conte coming back. Yes. I, I, yeah. I was on the Conte back train and I'm off it right now. Uh, the second one is interesting. I mean, if you look back at in the summer and the purchasing of Bremer was so important, I, I, I keep coming back to it. Because Inter were, you know, everyone was supporting that he's done with Inter. Mm-hmm. And basically jumping the gun, selling the lift early and allowing funds to bring in Bremer. And suddenly Inter couldn't sell Brozovic because they had no replacement plan. So they had to keep him and now they lost him for free. And they don't. And they brought in a Cherby who, who is old. They have Bastoni, maybe they don't need to get rid of him. The Fry isn't isn't playing. Imagine if the scenarios were reversed and they did manage to sell Brozovic, get Bremer, and we had to sell the league and had no one to replace him. How different that season would have gone. I mean, that transfer was pivotal for Juve's for Serie A. And and the way it's been going, it, it is going to go in the next few seasons. Because with, with Bremer at Inter, we're not winning that game, and I don't know how our defense looks without him. That was a major key point for the season, for Juve, and for the league, mm-hmm. and for Inter's downfall. What do you make of that? Well, there's nothing that we can really make of it. I mean, it's been 
kind of showing up. I mean, it, of course it was huge for us. We lost Delict, so we were moving away from Delict. But to scoop them, to scoop Bremer from right uh, under their noses Beautiful. was a massive, massive move that, again, was not expected. So, look, we can sit around and talk about these moves and everything, and Pogba and how frustrating it is, but Juve's hit quite a bit more than they've missed um, while yeah. people still destroyed Cherubini and Arriva, Bene, whatever, in terms of these investigation stuff. But the fact of the matter is they actually hit way more than they missed. And Cherubini is still um, the guy that's um, mostly responsible for the great stuff that we're seeing out of the Juve next gen and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, of course. And Bremer's been a rock for us. We just finished talking about uh, how he's uh, potentially our actual true X factor. So... There's not much more yeah. we could say on it, really. Mm-hmm. And? Nope, 100% agree. Yeah. Massive, yeah. massive pickup. Yeah. But uh, again, that's it. We're out of time, folks. We're out of time. Out of time. Everybody in the live chat, you guys have been amazing. Omar, Ant, as always. It's mm-hmm. always great on Victory Mondays. It's especially great when we take it to these damn chihuahuas, okay? I remember reading the tweets saying that and remember, I don't know if all of you in the live chat remember when that Inter fan came in the chat here and said, we are the bar for you guys. How on earth would we be looking back at a team in third or fourth place, third place? Uh, why would we be looking back at a team in third place? We're above you, okay? There's no way you could be the bar for us, all right? So, they keep crying, and everybody, try to stay dry, okay? Because those tears are flowing. Try to stay dry. Flood warnings in effect everywhere, all right? <laughs> Beautiful. Enter again on three, everybody. One, two, three. Day. All right? Get the hell out of here. Everybody, enjoy your international break. Of course, I'll keep you up to date on the news, all right? Um, leading up uh, onto the return of Juventus. We may have some fun with uh, the Azzurri during international break and whatnot. We'll wait for that to see. But right now, a good break is needed, and then we can hit April hard. As always, fino alla fine, forza Juve. And again, stay dry, everybody. Those tears are flowing. Ciao tutti.